Yeah, you know what? Kindness is magnetic. How about that? It's so true. Welcome to Sup Babe, your one-stop shop for stories, trends, and PSAs so you can live your best life. I'm your host, DJ Rosé, but you can call me Nicole. I'm a serial entrepreneur, fashion lover, and music addict. I'm like Cher from Clueless, but with a little more brains and a little less blonde. Today on the show, we are chatting about using kindness as your secret weapon. So I am super excited to introduce our amazing guest today. Hello, Adrian. How are you? Sup, babe? Hey. <laughs> Sup, babe? <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? I'm good. My middle name is Nicole, so I will never forget you. Oh, my God. I did not know. We haven't talked about that, right? We have not talked about that. I just realized it right now. I'm like, what do we have in common right now? The first thing is your name is my middle name. It's funny that you say that because when I have something like that in common with somebody, maybe it's not that we actually have more in common, but we bond more. Like, I think you start peeling away the layers of the onion. Like, I'm thinking, I'm like, what else do we have in common? I'm like, well, we both live in New York. We both love to talk. We both like to be kind. And I love your hair. You know, we both have good hair. (laughs) I love your hair. (laughs) No, that's to me that that aligns with the kindness message, because the key is not to find people who have everything in common with you, right? The key is to allow yourself to see something where you can connect and a compliment can connect people. Finding commonalities can connect people. And so immediately you open yourself up to a conversation that might not have ever happened. For sure. And I think when we feel comfortable, it's our job to help other humans feel comfortable too. You know, there are some people that are just naturally more extroverted or outgoing and so you and I are probably some of those people. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely an extrovert. Yeah. So I am so excited to talk with you. Before we get too far into it, I want to intro you and give you your proper due. Guys, okay. this is Adrienne Bankert. She is, I'm going to call you a superhero. I love everything that you stand for. When you and I met at a virtual conference, Adrian, it was it was the event and leadership challenge, I think just like a month ago or two. Yeah. You were speaking before me. I got on early. I got to hear your talk about using kindness as your superpower, as your hidden weapon. And literally, my team was on that and they were all DMing in our group chat being like, oh my God, we need Adrienne on sub And I was like, guys, I like already DM'd her. Like you're late to the party. <laughs> Duh. She's so our vibe. Because we love a babe that supports other babes. And you're just Thank like you. that. <laughs> I was really thankful. And I think somebody, uh, one of the people on your team re- messaged me and then I think you already emailed me. Oh my God, we stalked and you. so... <laughs> I mean, no, it was just, I, I'm very grateful. I remember speaking about momentum and kindness and just being your biggest hype man, because the fact is, is we all need a hype man. We all need, or a hype woman. Exactly. We all need somebody to tell us that we're loved and that they love everything about us. Well, we sometimes have to be our own hype woman. Wait, I love that you're saying that because we just did an episode on like creating your own alter ego, because it's kind of easier to give yourself a pep talk from you know, when you're a little bit more distant or in the third person. So like, I mean, I just like talking to DJ Rose. That bitch is bad. You know, it's like <laughs> she out of control. Um, 
Okay, so before we get too far into that, guys, Adrian is an award-winning journalist. She's with ABC News currently. She's often seen on Good Morning American, World News Tonight. I am sure you've seen her beautiful face and amazing hair on TV. She's the author of Your Hidden Superpower, and she is a frequent speaker and a coach. Her new book just launched in June 2020, how appropriate. Can't imagine there would be an even better time. I mean, you're probably the only thing that's appropriate for the world that we live in to launch right now. Yes. And her book is about how kindness makes you unbeatable at work, connects you with others, and helps you deal with negativity, which we all could learn a little bit about this right now. So, Adrian, thank you so much. So excited for this. Did I give you a proper intro? (laughs) You gave me more than I could ever ask for. So thank you for being so kind. Of course. No, you're, I mean, I was going to say too, is it fair to call you like a Renaissance woman? You can do everything, a Jane of all trades. I received that. Yeah, no, I love that. (laughs) Well, I'm one of seven kids. And so I feel like when you're from a big family, you end up picking up a lot of tools for your toolkit. And I've never wanted to be in one box. Never. I've always wanted to do many things and I've always endeavored to do them. Helping people is one of the things that we all should try to do, but in an out-of-the-box way. I think that sometimes we become very monolithic with regard to who we want to help. And when we become more intimately involved with the person on the other side of our tables, of our handshakes, of our, you know, hellos, we can be more deliberate. We can be more strategic and innovative in our destiny. You are giving me chills right now. (laughs) We just started. Really? No, actually, I know you guys can't see my arms. This is a podcast recording, but like, look, the little hairs are sticking up. Um, No, because I think so what you're saying really resonates deep in my core because I, you know, I come from a very traditional family. I am only one of two kids, but every single person in my family is a doctor. So every Mm -hmm. single person helps people in a very traditional way. And so that's Mm -hmm. something that I've struggled with my whole life. Like, how can I help enough? You know, how do you live up to those standards of literally saving lives? I don't know that I'm saving any lives here on Sub Babe, but we hope to make an impact. And, and sometimes you guys generously send us your feedback that we are helping. And thank you so much for that. But what you're saying and your whole mission really resonates with me. Yeah, because I think that sometimes people, I mean, we this generation is so invested in changing the world and having an impact and having influence. But I don't know that anybody's really studied out the fact that some of us are not meant to do the cookie cutter way of helping. Mm -hmm. There are innovations required in philanthropy. There are innovations required in entrepreneurship. There are innovations required in medicine. We, We need to be more inventive with ourselves because the truth is so many people are told, well, this is the way you should go. This is the path you should take. If you don't do that, the formula will be kind of messed up. You know, you're going to have too many things in the recipe, but we need more imagination right now and creative people. For sure. I totally agree. And even kind people. And so I, you know, obviously your book is about, you know, being your best self, if that's fair to call it that living your best life. Yes. I mean, that's literally the whole message of Sup Babe is how can we just improve on a day-to-day basis, even if it's an incremental small micro habit or something improvement. It's about living your best life. Oh, I love it. I love it. So you're in New York, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You've been in New York for how many years now? Four and a half. And you came from Dallas? Am I getting that right? I actually had a pit stop of several months in Los Angeles. So I went from Dallas-Fort Worth to L.A., and then L.A. is how I connected to the network. So, yeah. 
Okay, I like that. That also makes a lot of sense, but you left that out in your bio. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, My bad. <laughs> so tell me this. Where do you think the nicest people are? Oh, wow. That's a really big question. I know. Sorry to hit you with a curveball. I'm like, I don't, I'm like, can we clarify what that means? I don't know the kindest, like the people that are just willing to lend a helping hand the most. Everywhere. I, I believe that kind people are everywhere. I believe that kind people don't like a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. By That's nature, I, I believe that we need to make kindness famous because, you know, the people who are doing the kindest things don't pat themselves on the back and don't want any kudos for what they do. But when we start putting them out in the open more, it's not about like shouting praises of themselves like, oh, I'm so kind. I'm so amazing. It's shouting the praises of this nonprofit that they support or this cause that they believe in or these people that used to be poor and you know underserved and now have their own businesses and are helping to give back to the community themselves. I mean, I think we need to shine more of a light on the people in every community in every town and city across the country and around the world who are doing kind things because it's happening right under our nose. It's just that we're maybe highlighting things that aren't as kind. I thought you were hands down going to say Dallas, though. Like, I totally agree with you. But I'm just thinking, like, Texas. Like, everybody's got big hair. I don't know. Like, people are nice. I love DFW. I will always love DFW. There are more charitable organizations. There are more philanthropic organizations in Dallas, Fort Worth, per square capita, per mile mm-hmm. than anywhere else, I think, maybe in the world. Oh, that's interesting. So- there's maybe more generous people in DFW. Wow. I find kind people there. I find kind people in New York. Yeah. You know what? Kindness is magnetic. How about that? It's so true. Kind begets kind. If you are kind and you expect that and that's your worldview, you will notice kindness everywhere you are. Like one thing I always used to do in New York, you know, especially I'm a Midwest girl at heart. Yeah. So I mean, kindness is in our DNA. That's just like what we do. You're just nice to people. I've been told that by more than one Midwesterner. I want you to know y'all have a reputation. And I love that about you. Oh, well, we're just, we're the best people. We I'm not saying you're saying you're the best and nobody's yeah. the best with you, but Midwesterners are very, they take pride in being wholesome, yeah. like we'll help you, we'll give you the shit off your back. I think that's a fantastic reputation to have. Or even just like greeting people. You know, I'm just like genuinely interested in getting to know other people, right? And yeah. I mean, people tell me all the time, they're like, once I open my mouth and they get to hearing me talk, they're like, you're not from New York, are you? When they just look (laughs) at me, they're like, oh, she's a New Yorker. You know, they stop. They ask me for directions. They haggle me until I give them a doll. You know what I mean? Or whatever. But when I talk, they're like, oh, you're not from here. And I'm like, yeah, what gave that away? (laughs) But (laughs) I wanted to ask you that just because I thought you would have a funny take. And you've lived in a lot of important, cool cities. Is there mm-hmm. anything else about your background that I missed that you want to fill us in on? I, I think, no. I mean, backgrounds are so large. To fit them into one conversation is yeah. challenging. I just think that um, what I've learned is that I said this recently when I was talking about my book. I was promoting it in California. And I said, I'm not the kindest person in the world. I just want to be. And I love that. You know, I think that a lot of times when I was writing this book, I was thinking to myself, okay, what do I need to do to write this so that people don't think this is really sappy? And that I'm like, just saying something kind of like a pie in the sky narrative of, oh, we just all need to get along and be nice to each other. Because that's not what it is to me. Um, I think that we can be unkind because of stress and pressure in our life. I think that we're unkind Mm -hmm. when we don't understand ourselves or the people around us. And so it's like, how many times have I slipped from kindness and had to give back to kindness? 
that's what I would really say is the part of my background. Like I'm not Miss Perfect Goody Two Shoes that hasn't had any issues or problems in life. I love that you said that. And that's actually one of my questions for you. (laughs) So we should just jump right into that because I consider myself, you know, a decent human being. I make an effort most days to live authentically, to be generous, to be interested in other people. But I am also not fucking perfect. Mm -hmm. We curse here on Sub Babe, so feel free to just tell it like it is. Um, And so that's what I wanted to know is like when you slip from kindness, Mm -hmm. how do you course correct? How do you recognize that without being unkind to yourself and then get back on the path. What's your advice? Uh, Well, the first thing I would say is don't be so quick to apologize. I used to always apologize to people. As soon as I saw myself being unkind, I'd be like, oh, now Mm -hmm. I feel terrible. And I've learned that doesn't help the situation. It actually makes you look really wishy-washy. Like people have Mm -hmm. a higher level of respect if you show and prove and not just keep on constantly apologizing to them. They're going to start to think that this is all just like maybe some kind of act. So if you do slip from kindness and have a moment that's maybe more explosive or more maybe more unhappy or angry or just not gentle, not sweet, yeah, and you feel regret over that, just stop, take a breath, maybe have some quiet time. Be like, okay, let me regain my composure. I had a moment that does not mean it defines me right now. I will remember to be better next time. Take another deep breath and then keep it moving and and adjust course and just actually make an an affirmation. I have a mantra and it's in the book. It's I am kind. That might sound really simple, but just saying those words out of your mouth, I am a kind person. I am kind. It centers you. It gives you an anchor when things are rough, when you haven't had the best conversation with somebody that you love and care about or with a coworker and remind yourself that it's not about being perfect. It's about recognizing who you really are. And in that moment, you might have lost yourself for a second there, but now up, we're coming back to center. But don't don't feel like you have to apologize to everybody for everything you do that is messed up. So it's about setting an intention to be kind. Would that be fair to say? Set an intention to be kind, make an affirmation to be kind, and realize that kind is your identity. It's who you are. It's your it's your DNA. When you look up the definition, it's kind is thoughtfulness and consideration and friendliness, but it's also nature and natural propensity and determination. So mm. my kindness is literally my biology. So I can't help but be a woman. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. I am a woman. I have naturally curly hair. I can't change it unless I want to go chemically alter it, which I have many, many times. But the I color like natural. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm like, if I took a vote, I'd be curious what happened, but I'm, I'm just going to rock it and do me. But I can't change my skin color without actually altering it chemically. Mm -hmm. So just like that, my kindness is without preservatives, additives, or flavors. It is just who I am. It's 100% authenticity. My kind self is my best self. And so when I'm in a situation, it's an intention, but it's also an identity. I think that's a higher word. Interesting. Okay. I haven't necessarily thought about it like that. And obviously I need to read the book. So this is already on my Amazon order list. Good. I will be reading the book because I read everybody's book that comes on the podcast. (laughs) I just finished our, we had a rest expert on here. So you will be my, my kind expert is next. I would love to hear the rest Uh, expert. I'm all about rest. I am going to DM you that episode when we get off here. And you know what? I will drop a link in the show notes for everybody when they're done with this. Oh, good. They can go get their, they can get their kind on, then they can get their rest on and just make themselves wholesome. Yeah, I like it. (laughs) 
Rest is important. So I think you just answered a lot about kind of the definition of kindness, right? And and that it lives within all of us, right? It's yes. in our DNA. It's part of who we are. Everyone should view themselves as a kind human being because we're all born that way, right? I mean, yes, to quote Lady Gaga. <laughs> yes. But would you, Lady Gaga is a huge proponent of kindness. She is, 100%. I've read articles like maybe Vogue or something where she just talks about like that's her whole life mantra yeah and haven't you interviewed her sidebar <laughs> yes I have I love that it's comes, awesome it, one of my favorites it all comes full circle doesn't it <laughs> yeah would, yeah she's in the book would you say that kindness takes a certain level of confidence or self-awareness or understanding or, or how would you put that I would say that kindness brings you to a heightened level of confidence awareness and understanding I think kindness is the trigger switch because honestly I was writing this book and I was thinking what is the slight switch between being confident and secure and being insecure and dreading life like dreading relationships not trusting feeling like you're surrounded by a, a cloud of self-doubt how do you switch on to this fulfillment and just joy? And it was like an aha moment of, oh my gosh, my kind self is my highest and best self. It is who I am when I'm not disappointed. It's who I am when I don't let doubt in. It's who my mother wanted me to be, my father, my grandparents. It's who my teachers wanted me to be. I mean, it's literally the highest version of you. So it brings the confidence, the awareness, and the understanding. That is, like, once again, you're just, you're giving me chills. I think you're just a really powerful speaker, hence why we stalked you. <laughs> like the whole team stalked you to come on the podcast. But I'm it, honored. It's funny because I wrote another question to you about, you know, you talk a little bit about how you had an epiphany around how you were kind of stressed and worrying a yeah. lot and how you wanted to, one day you were just kind of like, I'm done with worry. I'm done with being overly stressed. I'm going to channel this energy into positive pursuits. Like what I wanted to ask you, was that a light switch or was that, you know, is that a daily practice? How do you go about making that change? It's obviously something we probably all could do better. Yeah, no, it was as simple as I was sitting there and I was feeling very anxious and worried. And I said, you know, what am I going to do? And what's next? And how am I going to do this? And I was going through what looks like a grand life. You know, I just gotten back from a mm -hmm. overseas trip and I was interviewing, you know, these amazing people and everything looked great, but I still felt this gloominess on the inside. And I was like, what is my issue? And all of a sudden the thought occurred to me, what would you do if everything were working out for you? And I thought, well, because kind of, I was like kind of contemplating what would happen if the things that I'm afraid of would happen. And so I was like, well, if everything worked out for me, then I'd be jumping up and down. I'd be the happiest girl on the planet. It'd be the best day ever. And so I literally said, why don't I start saying that everything's working out for me and I'm the happiest girl in the world and it's the best day ever. And so I started making it a daily affirmation. Not long after that, I got the book deal. Not long after that, I was using that mantra It's in speeches and in events. Not long after that, you know, the book was released. You know, so it, was, it wasn't that long ago that I made this switch between worry and fear and what ifs to, well, what if everything worked out for you? Use that energy. Oh, okay. So it's a, it's really a mindset shift, right? Like, did you come up with that on your own? Yeah. Did a coach help you? Did a book help you? That was, um, the thing is, this is the thing. We are so the sum of all of the people and the books and the podcasts we've listened to and read. And I never take credit for when those things happen. I could say, oh, I was by myself. The thought came to me. It was a revelation. It was an aha moment. But I'm the sum total of all of the mentoring I've received 
and all the wonderful books I've read and all the wonderful women and men who've given and invested in me. And so I, I can't take the credit for it. But yes, I was by myself in my bedroom when that happened. I am sorry. I am not even trying to bait you, but you are hands down the most fucking humble person I have ever talked to. <laughs> That's beautiful God. for you to say that. Like, but you, but you also are correct. Yeah. You're making me think about ourselves in a bigger way. You know, we don't, I guess, who cares about the credit? Right? It, well, it doesn't matter. We love credit. Let's not get it twisted. We love when people say you are the bomb. I mean, like yeah. compliments, credit, That that feels good to us. But what I found out when I, as I was writing Kindness, I used to think I was so good. Like in the beginning of my career, my early 20s, I'm like, I am so good. Like they're going to see my talent. They're going to give me a shot. After time goes by, you realize maybe you are good, but that has nothing to do with why they gave you a shot. Because there's a lot of good people out there who are older than yeah. you, have more experience than you, and are less drama than you because they have to train you. <laughs> when you're in your yeah. early 20s to mid, you know, I would say mid 20s. Just know that it's the kindness of people. It's not because you're all that. Like, it's great to know that you have amazing gifts, but let's, I really do not ever think that I am where I am because I worked hard enough. I never think that. I could have worked harder. I don't think I deserve to be here. I mean, that that puts me in competition with something. Like, somebody doesn't deserve to be here? Like, no, I got here because of the kindness of people who are willing to take a shot. And who saw my gift. Because I believe we all have a gift. But only certain people see us. Mm-hmm. Some people don't see who we are. Like to really see Nicole. And be like you know what that girl. She's a star. Like I'm going to invest in her. I believe in her. That is priceless. Mm-hmm. Like we all need that in our lives. Right. Because right. there are just doors that we can't open by ourselves. But there's gatekeepers. And if you're kind to the gatekeepers. You got the keys. You're right. That's beautiful. I think, you know, the book is obviously about being kind to everyone, right? But, Everybody. But because also, here's the interesting thing about life. You never know who the gatekeeper is. You don't know. Am I right? Well, you know, you don't. when I first got in the TV news business, I thought that the people I was talking to were HR executives. And it turns out it was like the vice president and president of news for Hearst Corporation. Oh, my God. Wait, what, where and, was Google in all of this? I was at a job fair oh, okay. and I just walked up <laughs> okay. and I saw these two. There was no Google. There was literally like, hi. And they were like, you want a job? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> and I'm telling you, like, I, I was so naive. I didn't Google them. I just like stood in front of them. Yeah. And I had gone to volunteer at this job fair. They were like, we don't have anything for you to do today. Go to the job fair. Go get a job. And Great. it was because I was put in position and they were like, we know what we're going to do with you. We're going to send you to your hometown where your mom lives. Oh, to do the news. Okay, so that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Did, why did they send you home? Is that because you're known there? Or you know the, the people, the lingo? Well, I ended up being hired as a traffic mm-hmm. anchor. So I told you what the road conditions were like. So I was the one that said, here, you know, on, you know, Interstate 80, there is a crash off of Truxel Boulevard. Like, I would be the one to tell you what to avoid and stuff. And so I'm still doing the same thing today with people as a mentor. I'm like telling you where the pitfalls are so you can avoid them. Don't get into a crash. Let me tell you where the detour is so you can avoid this, you know. But basically like getting into news caused me to hone a lot of different skills that I didn't plan on honing. But I'm standing in front of them and it's like they're asking me, what do you want to do? And I said, I'm going to change the media. I'm going to change it. I'm, I'm literally like. Started my career. Who the heck do you think you are talking about changing the media? I think you should have all the confidence in the world that I had when I said that I I meant it. But I know that's not what gets me to the next step. And I know it's not what keeps me in the next step. 
hold your confidence, know you have your gifts. But I'm telling you, there are things that happen for a reason. And they said to me, does your mom still live in Sacramento? I said, yeah. They said, we have the perfect job for you. You're going to do traffic in Sacramento. In the job fair, they said this on the spot. On the spot, top 20 market in the country. Let's go. Oh, my God. I love. I mean, in a way, you got a little lucky with that. I mean, you had the balls to go up and, and just tell them, I want to work with you guys. But kindness. And you did it in a kind way. And they, what, like you're saying, they saw your power. They were able to see you. I believe they saw the gift. I believe that I was in a place where I was like desperate, hungry to get into my dream. I was waitressing, actually, at an Indonesian restaurant in Manhattan Beach. And when I went to this job fair and I had only been there like two months, maybe two and a half months. And I was just like, I need to break into my career, like what my path is. And I was just praying like, oh, I just need to get into something. And, and I went to this job fair under the encouragement of friends. I got in, I met the right people, but it was because I was teachable. And that's something that is a gift to be able to be coachable and teachable, to listen to somebody mm -hmm. and hear their advice. I mean, they had to end up sending me to coaching um, at a talent uh, media placement agency in, in Dallas to get me ready to even do my job because I had zero news experience. Mm -hmm. But it was all about that kindness of saying, you know, we see a gift in you. But when you're kind and respectful, people will be kind and respectful to you. And that's, I talk about this in the book and I don't want to get too far ahead and I hope I'm not going too deep with this, but... The reason why I got to network television is because of the GM in Los Angeles at KABC. And she knew the woman who trained me for my first job, the one I'm telling you about when they shipped me off to Texas mm -hmm. to get training for my very first job. I stayed in touch with her this whole time. She called the general manager at ABC LA and said, you need to work with Adrian Banker. And I've never heard her say a bad word about anyone. Oh, I love that. And that's how I got my job in network news because Cheryl... The, the general manager at L.A. introduced me to the network within three months. Nobody wants to work with a bunch of crazy, dramatic chicks anyway. I mean, Nobody wants. I mean, we don't want to be mean. Yeah. I mean, we can be without even trying because we're so frustrated. It, I think that people get mean because they've been hurt. Oh, for sure. Hurt people hurt people. Right. I mean, I truly yeah. think that's real. Yeah. And, and for me, like I've been hurt and I've been mean. I've, I've said unkind words. I've done the wrong things. Absolutely. The woman knowing that that was my reputation, I had worked very hard not to be negative. I'd worked very hard not to say anything bad about people. I'd worked very hard not to be a gossip, but it was something that I had to intentionally decide to do because life causes you to blurt out things. I mean, that's life. How many times have we both said things? And it's like, I probably shouldn't have said that right now. For sure. You know, to apologize about it makes it more of a thing. And then yeah. you're just like. Because it's like you keep on telling. It's like you're advertising. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And exactly. Then they're definitely going to remember that you said mm -hmm. it. If you're like, hey, by the way, make sure you don't tell anyone I said this. That is yeah. like what tips people off. to be. It like doesn't happen. <laughs> the world's too small. And now the world's really small where you know somebody who knows somebody and they can know you. And it's like, I just, I found that if I act like I'm on live television and I'm on a hot mic all the time, then I'm cool. Like just don't do anything you don't want on the um, trending section of any major website. Yeah, exactly. I pride myself on my honesty, but sometimes I'm like, girl, you got to tone that down a little. Like, <laughs> they don't really want to know all that, you know? So 
Because I mean, well, I, and honesty is a beautiful thing. Yes, honesty but I think it can thing, also like way. it can go a little too far too. Yeah. Like today in a business meeting, somebody asked me about a split with a previous partner, and I was like, okay, okay, wait, don't tell all of the truth because that is like <laughs> just way too much. You can you can tell the truth, but you would need to hone. You you need to really yes. leave some of the details out. You're 100 percent right. And that's kindness to yourself. It's not that you have anything to hide. It's that really it's none of your business. Like you don't have to tell everything because it's none of their business. If it's not pertinent, if it's not relevant and if it's not something you want to share, you have every right to withhold. And if people ever ask you something where you're like feeling a little weird, like, well, I don't know. I'm kind of put on the spot right now. The, The thing that I've been trained to do is, you know, you can pause and just be quiet and look at them. And just wait to see what happens. It's not like a game of chicken, but you just kind of like, because <laughs> do I have to respond? No. No, I love that. That's a great like, suggestion. Almost like, I love that. did you order coffee? I, I ordered coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use that. The funny thing is, too, I'm such a talker. I mean, you know, I literally am on a podcast, but the biggest tool in our toolkits, funny you said toolkits earlier too, because we make toolkits every week on our Instagram. So I will have to send you one. Oh We're just so like on the same wavelength, you and I. Yeah. But silence is actually such a big tool, especially it when is. you're a talker, because it really sends a message. It does. And I think that you can be kind. Sometimes kindness speaks up and sometimes kindness is silent. That is the truth. It, it can be quiet or it can be loud. It can be very expressive or it can be gentle and it can be a whisper. You have to, what, what I find is the really cool thing about authenticity is that you learn to know and trust yourself and trust your voice. Most people are not used to trusting their own voice. And the power of that is being nimble enough that you know what to do in a negotiation or a talk with a new partner or an ex-partner or whoever And to be able to have discussions with people with full assurance that you're going to respond in the right way. I talk about that, too, in the book. For sure. And I think that I think that's a that's probably a lifelong struggle for all of us. Right. To just constantly be wanting to improve in the way that we communicate and talk. I mean, I don't always say the right thing, even on this podcast, you know, and I'm like, oh, you're human. Exactly. You're human. I say in the book that I I really I got excited about this. I think out of everything that I wrote. I got excited when I realized that when you're kind, you're actually practicing muscle memory for listening to the little voice inside of you because you're following the little voice, the warm impulses of open the door for that person, buy them coffee. Maybe you should buy lunch for that person in line ahead of you. Like whatever you think that is, if it's your voice or you know God or the universe, whatever you think that, con- it's your conscience is what I call it. Your conscience is like, making those small little tiny taps to your heart, like do something nice for somebody, write that card. Maybe you should call somebody you haven't talked to in a while. Like you'll be, you'll have somebody come to your mind and you'll be like, oh, I haven't talked to them in a while. I should call them. Hearing that little still small voice hones your ability to listen to your own voice when things get busy, when things get confusing, when you're at a crossroads moment in your career. So you're practicing the muscle memory of listening to the little voice. Whoa. Okay, so much, so much gold in there. I hope you guys are listening and taking notes. This, I would pop out a note in my phone if I wasn't sitting in an Excel doc <laughs> taking notes. Um, okay, so Adrian, what I was going to ask you was your top tips for growing our empathy and unlocking more kindness. It sounds mm-hmm. like 
number one is listen to your inner voice and follow that guidance. Yes. Is there like a number Mm -hmm. two or three that you'd recommend or am I phrasing that correctly? Yes. No, this is perfect. So the first tip would be to like listen to that little voice inside. Listen to your conscience because your conscience knows what's right even when you don't know in your head. Mm -hmm. And so you'll just get that idea, follow that idea. Then when things come up in your life, you'll know what that feeling feels like and you'll have that peace about it. Step two would be to make kindness a regular part of your life. Like you would schedule a walk with friends or brunch or taking care of dentist appointments, like have monthly, weekly, even daily kindness assignments. I was talking to somebody who's really logical. They're like an engineer with a tech startup in the Bay Area. And he was self-admittedly somebody who did not feel that he had the empathy muscles that he needed to be kind during business. And I said, well, then you need to schedule every day at 11 a.m. or whenever you're in between actual meetings to call somebody just because. Just give them a phone call. And say, hey, I just want to tell you you're a rock star. Another thing that I told people to do is instead of texting people, we are so isolated and distant even now, even as cities are opening up because of the anxiety level, because of the uncertainty. And so instead of sending a traditional text, shoot yourself selfie style with your phone and shoot a video like 10 to 15 seconds and be like, personalize it to whoever you're thinking about and say, hey, I just want to tell you you're a rock star. I love you or I appreciate you. I can't wait to see your face in person. Press send. It will make somebody's day just to see your smiling face instead of those letters typed across the screen that they've been looking at for the past eight hours. Right. So so for me, it's like giving yourself. I can barely read anymore. You know what I mean? Like you get so much, you just get so much fatigue from the yeah. emails and the text. And it's like, oh my God, a face. Oh, yep. It's refreshing. So I gave you the follow the inner voice. I gave you the schedule kindness. Again, it's literally putting it on your calendar. That's why if you are a mentor, and for those listening who are mentors, like when you have a weekly or a monthly mentoring call, that's actually anchoring you in your kind identity. You don't even realize it. And so the third thing I would say is to make sure that you are actually using your intention and your imagination towards kind acts. I think a lot of times we use our imagination, our vision boards, our execution boards as a means to achieve things, things that are really valid, you know, like building our companies moving into a better neighborhood. But why not use that same intention around being kind? Just make it larger in your life. Perhaps there's a giving goal that you have never even thought about. But it's like people say, well, I want to make seven figures. I want to make eight figures. Okay, well, how much do you want to give? Why don't you make a giving goal of six figures? I mean, that's larger. Most people... And you'll learn, I'll share more about this in the future, but most people never give more than they actually pay for their mortgage at any one particular point in time. If you ask most people, like, what's the biggest check you've ever written? Most people, unless they're going on vacation, they do not give beyond the amount that their mortgage is at one fell swoop here, because a lot of people don't write checks anymore. So it's like here. Yeah. (laughs) Let me, let me transfer this. Let me send this to you. But how can we enlarge in ourselves? How can we awake ourselves to kindness? We do it by actually allowing our imagination to go there. What can we do to actually solve problems, change the world, and make it a better place? Like I think that you're, what you're getting at is that your life goals and being kind don't have to be two separate things. How can you work to think a little bit more creatively to find the common ground or the middle area where you can do something amazing for 
a certain group of people or the world and also make that seven figure salary at the same time. Exactly. You don't have to have one intention or the other. The goal is to be a whole person. I was just talking to a group of women that I mentor in um, inside of Disney and we were talking about executing a, a good mission statement. And somebody asked the question, they said, I don't know if this is stupid or not, but is do we have to have like a separate mission statement for us as women and another one for our career goals? And I said, I don't personally think that. I think that we are the same wonderful woman at work and at home, and we have to learn not to compartmentalize. Yes, we have to take off different hats. Mm-hmm. Like maybe we have to take off the CEO or owner hat or manager hat when we walk through the front door of our house. Yep. And that's that's not a bad thing. But we're that same woman at home who has gifts to give to the world and has people that they want to serve and help and make the life better for. Just as we do at home, we have that at work. And we can do that with the people at the cubicle next to us or on the Zoom call that we're about to have in the next hour or two. You are so correct. I mean, you've said a lot of really true things in this recording, but... I I had an ex-boyfriend tell me that he felt like a staff member of mine. And I was like, whoa, that was a big wake up call. I was like, I need to take the boss babe hat off when I walk through the door or this dude is going to dump me. And it's okay. We're not together anyway. But he didn't really. Yeah. But (laughs) no, but no, that's a great lesson. And it's not because I'm ashamed that I'm a boss or I'm ashamed that I'm a leader or I'm you know what I mean? Like, it's not that he can't appreciate that part of me. But if anybody who's in work mode all the time is not fun, think of your girlfriends, like the one who's always on her phone, who never unplugs. It's like, would you please take a breath? Can we like just go to brunch and not talk about like every work project you have going on? Can you Mm -hmm. just breathe and have fun? I have had friends wake me up to that reality, too. And now I'm like, I'm so underworked in COVID, you know, being a (laughs) DJ that I'm fucking fine. Nobody has to tell me. You're chill. (laughs) You're chill. I love it. I love this. Adrian. this is about all the time we have for today, but this was so incredible, inspiring. You said so many things that literally I could feel tingles in my gut. Tell us where everybody can find you. Where can they order your book? Give us all the f- yeah. give us all the things. All the things. Uh, go to adrianbanker.com, my website. You can find more about the kindness book. You can find out more about me, a little bio. Some of my work, some of my big interviews, which I have loved and actually used as an exercise in kindness because truly I could teach a whole book on how to connect in an interview based on what I've executed with kindness with high profile celebrities. But you can also buy the book by clicking on the link on the site, adrianbanker.com, or you can go to yourhiddensuperpower.com, but it's sold everywhere, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Leadership Essentials, your local bookstore. And we will drop a link in the show notes for everybody. We would be happy to do that for you. Of course. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time. This was incredible. Did you give your Instagram handle? I literally was just thinking that right before you said it. I'm on Instagram at AB on TV. And I'm also promoting the book through my other handle, which is at the unbeatable kind. Cool. I love that one too. All right, ladies, if you loved what you heard today, please remember to subscribe and we would be oh so grateful if you could hit stars and leave us a quick little review. You can add us on Instagram at DJ Nicole Rose and at Sup Babe Pod. We hope we've brightened your day even just a little bit, but that's all for now. Don't forget to tune in Mondays and Wednesdays in the morning to Sup Babe your one-stop shop for living your best life. XOXO.